Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, I'm Alex Hoban, winner of Series 1 of Channel 4's The Circle, and this is Episode 10 of Dishonest Fun, the official Circle podcast. Each episode, we indulge in some dishonest fun with a panel of celebrities, comedians and experts as we explore the ins and the outs of human nature. Spoiler alert, if you haven't been watching Season 3 of The Circle, then go and watch it right now on All Four First before we give the game away. Isn't it mad that we've all been pretty much living in the circle for the past year? The global pandemic has kept us all in our homes and we've interacted with our loved ones on screens, posted pictures of homemade sourdough and spent far too much time on TikTok. So on today's episode of Dishonest Fun, we'll be discussing the ups and the downs of isolation. But luckily for me, I'm not doing this podcast alone. No way. Today, I'm joined by Celeb Circle finalist and all-round entertainer, Denise Van Alten. Denise, hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very excited to be with you all. Also with me is another Circle finalist, this time from season two. It's Woody Cook. Welcome, Woody. How's it going? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Of course. And returning for the 1,000th time, it's <laughs> Alex Krotowski. Welcome back, our social psychologist. Yeah, I'm delighted to be back. We always start this podcast with a game. I'm going to ask each of you to give me a fact. Alex, if you've run out of facts by now, I would really understand because <laughs> you've done so many of these. Um, but each of you could give me a fact and I'll try and determine whether it's true or whether it's false based off my circle experience. Now, Denise, I know you're very good at this after just watching your series. So I'm looking forward to trying to catch you out. Uh, Denise, what's your fact? OK, I have never in my life had a sip from a pint of beer. Oh, and okay. yeah, I come from the, well, Woody will know this, from the Ladette generation. And yet I've never, ever tried beer. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen you, because I saw you on Celebrity Gogglebox recently. And I feel like there was drinks being consumed on that show. I'm it's quite a think... bold statement. You know, it's, it's yeah. either going to be quite impactful, whatever it is, or we've been absolutely fleeced. What is your reason for not drinking beer? I've just never, I've always been much more of a kind of white wine spritzer kind of Essex girl. I've never had a pint in my life. I can't. I just can't buy that. I think that's that's false. 
It's true. No. <gasps> oh. Do you know what? I just never have. Like, and I used to go to all the festivals, everything, and I've never ever walked around with a pint of beer, lager, or never. I am floored. I know. And people always expect me to. And it's, but like I said, especially like Woody will understand because back in the 90s, there was like a few of us females that were known for being the party girls of the 90s generation. And yet never. I always, it was always cocktails or wine or champagne, but never, ever beer or lager. Well, you pick your poison, you know. Everyone's exactly. got their Everyone's got their thing. But the thing is, I've kind of got to that point now. I mean, I'm almost 47. It's just mad that I've never really tried it. I've never tried beer. Well, at least it's kind of cool that you've still got it to try if you want to. You can just be like, look, I'm going to be really outrageous here and try some beer. I might save it years. for my 50th. There you go. There you go. <laughs> big, big moves. Alex. I have never been to a pantomime. You've never been to a pantomime? I've never been to a panto. Ooh. I have. Oh, yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, oh, no, you got me out. Um, Did caught me so off guard there? <laughs> oh, it's like a knee-jerk response. So take that and ask away, Alex. Well, I've never actually been to a pantomime either. Um, and oh, I yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I am going to just go off and not ask a question. I'm just going to say that's false. It's true. I can't no. tell a lie. I'm like George Washington. I'm like, oh, I did cut down the cherry tree. Every I've never time. been to a panto. I've, you, if you, if you, we ever cross paths again, I know you will never be able to lie because that's like the eighth time and you still have told the truth. So um, well done, Alex. Keeping truthful. Well, I've got two wrongs so far. So Woody, my last chance. My thing is that um, I have never watched an episode of The Circle. Rubbish. Ooh. I would say that's true. I, I'm not even going to ask Woody just because I've kind of seen your... You went on the show and then afterwards it's all been very quiet on your front. You've been doing your own thing, which is amazing. But I, I reckon that's probably true. Well, it was true until today. No! And, uh, I watched an episode for the first time today. Because like, at the end of the day, I really like the idea of it. But uh, mm. I didn't watch the first season before I went on it because I was like... I don't want to know anything. I want to be a complete fresh experience. I want to have no clue what's going on because I think that's funnier. And that way I'm less likely to notice games and patterns that mm. happened last time and rather have a sort of fresh mindset. And then after being on it, I was like, well, I've done that now. You know, it's, it's like I don't want to look back on it because, I mean, you ever take a video of yourself and then you listen to your voice back and you're like, oh, God, why, why am I such an idiot? Yeah. And I would see these little memes pop up. My friends would send them to me of me just doing the most stupid things, like just shoveling salad into my mouth out the fridge or like frying baked beans and all this stuff or like just nonsense or just shrieking with my shirt over my head and I'm like why why would I want to watch that back no, um, for sure and then but so you know but I watched it today and oh my goodness my heart was going like it just yeah. took me back it was like it really it really uh this is a very tense show well that's what isolation does to you isn't it it makes you do weird and wonderful things um which kind of leads us nicely into this last year of craziness with lockdowns and coronavirus and the rest of it Alex, most of us have been in isolation. What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, it, it's it been really interesting for me because I've been, you know, I've been studying the Internet for a very long time. Um, and I've, I've 
I feel like a lot of the stuff that I've done has been like a lonely planet guide to the internet. You know, the internet, it is this place that you may go into. Um, and what I've really seen over the last year is that people have really reached out to the screen to discover the nature of what the internet can and can't do when you're in isolation. You know, I mean, it was originally invented to connect you know, connect information and to connect people. So it's not a surprise that people in their time of isolation have turned to this technology and have sought to use it in order to to break that isolation feeling, to really reach out and touch somebody. So, yeah, it's been fascinating for me as a psychologist um, how people have been... I can imagine. Yeah, how people have been just, like, coping. You know, there's been yeah, a lot yeah. of grief. How you cope, that's when you really need to reach out and be people. You know, there's been a lot of sorrow. And how people have have really sought to connect via the, via the intertubes. It's been really, really interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's 100% true. And it's interesting to see. Um, and it kind of leads me into, Denise, you were the only person on the show who had the experience of lockdown before the circle. Do you feel that it helped you prepare? You know, it did, uh, definitely. And the way I viewed it was for me, it felt like I was going on some kind of holiday. Because I hadn't left my own house for like months. And I just thought, actually, this will be a nice break. And plus, don't forget, I'd been doing homeschooling with my daughter, which was really hard work, been staring at the same four walls. Um, obviously, like, I think I was just said to my other half when we were in lockdown, I was like, the amount of times I've been washing up, emptying a dishwasher, putting a wash on, you know, for me, it was just like I was going on, it was like I was going to a retreat <laughs> because I was suddenly going to be on my own, only had to think about myself with my own thoughts. Um, so it did mentally prepare me, but it also, what it did do is it really did open my eyes because I went into the circle on my own, how mm. hard it must be to be in isolation, living on your own. It mm. really did open my eyes to that. And I thought, I felt so lucky that I'd had my other half and my daughter at home. And then actually realizing, cause I've got quite a few friends that are single and live alone. And right. when I came out, the first thing I did when I got my phone back was to call my friends that'd been on their own, just to say, how are you? Because I'd had a taste of it and it mm. was really hard. That's a really interesting point. I never thought about that from your side, seeing the the difference. Because I guess, and I was about to go on to Woody, and it's a similar thing for me. I felt that everyone asked me, oh, the circle must have been really good preparation for lockdown. But really, it doesn't compare because you're still able to go outside. You're still able to do these bits and pieces. But I did forget that I'm not, I don't live on my own, which is interesting. So, So Woody, do you feel that the circle prepared you for lockdown? Yeah, I definitely think it did. I think, um, I mean, the only the only real difference essentially is that uh, the contact is uh, the circle. It's more it's more limited because you're messaging and it's not like just calling someone. So I I felt when I went out in the circle, the reason I had Denny's, he was my sort of Wilson from Castaway. I was like, I don't like the idea of just talking to the walls because it makes me feel more like I'm being watched. Mm -hmm. um, whereas if I talk to Denny, it's my sort of it. It gives me that grounding and I am not alone. I have, I, I mean, it's still kind of weird. I'm talking to myself for a dog. But I mean, it, it, there was a personality to it that I just, if I hadn't had that, it would have been a lot harder because I'm a very yeah. social person and I have that sort of thing. But I think in terms of preparing me for lockdown, it did, it showed me what works and what doesn't. Sure. And I think reading really helped me during it. I read uh, a lot of books that I think, uh, Alex, you're going to really like, uh, 
a lot of psychological stuff, like Lost Connections, and a lot of really powerful, impactful books. And I'd literally read it, and each time I read one of those, I was like, wow, I feel so much more prepared. And I think there's so many little tidbits and little experiences you can learn that can really help you out. Whereas, um, so when I came into the main lockdown, I was like, you know what? This is another chance for me. Winston Churchill said, never waste a good crisis. So I was like, if we're going to be locked down, if we're not going to be able to do the normal routine, how can I make a routine that's going to help me out? So I, and I found Amazing. books really help with that. That's really interesting advice. Um, you did the complete opposite to me, Woody. When I was in the sh- on the show, I read George Orwell's 1984 and <laughs> The Circle by David Egger, and it blew my head off. Um, and it really it made me think completely differently. But I think that's an interesting point. Um, and one you might be able to comment on, Alex, is finding routine in chaos that helps you deal with that chaos? We, um, we actually made a program about this for Radio 4, Um we did an entire episode about uncertainty and the the need that we have to almost create a normal, create a sense of control over our environment. And Woody, it's interesting that you were talking about talking to Denny, to, to the dog, because so much of what we do in our world is bounce our opinion of ourselves and our opinion about what we think about off other people. We're always trying on different selves. We're always trying on different ways of being. And we look for the reaction, whether subconsciously or consciously, to understand who it is that we are. And we will always seek out even just a little bit of social interaction with the purpose of doing just that. And I think part of that comes down to trying to create a, 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 an environment in which we can control something that we know what is happening, we know what's coming next, we know how to respond to it. Um, so yeah, uncertainty was a is a was a huge huge thing in uh, in lockdown and and in a in a public social psychology experiment like the circle which is what I like to think of these reality TV shows as. You guys had uncertainty as well because you never knew when when the voice was going to come, when you were going to get something new. You didn't have anything that you could really control except what it was you were reading, the, the dogs that you were talking to, and occasionally reaching out to, to somebody, you know, to somebody across the screen and also what, what you ate and, and how you ate it. So, you know, we, we do try and create control um, in our environment so that we don't have this sense of like, it's a, it's a discombobulating sense yeah. of not really knowing what's coming next and, and how we should interact with the world around us if we don't have anybody to bounce that off. Um, Denise, how did you cope? What was your coping mechanism? Did you have any sort of systems and routines? Well, I just found that I'm I'm very lucky at home because my other half's a brilliant cook. So Eddie does a lot of the cooking. Um, so I just thought, right, I'm going to go in. I'm going to start cooking again for myself because I hadn't really done that for quite some time. Um, so I just made sure that everything that I did took a long time. <laughs> even, <laughs> even to the point of I remember once, like I thought, what can I do to make a lot of mess? So what can I make so that I've got, it takes me longer to tidy up because it was, because I love cleaning. So it gave me a chance to sort of clean everything. Um, and I would even leave, I grilled once, like I grilled, I think it was like bacon or sausages or something. And it was, the, the grill was so messy and dirty afterwards. And I remember sitting there feeling really excited, thinking, oh, I've got something really exciting to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I left it as long as I could. But um, oh. the rest of the time I did colouring in, um, I made some jewellery, which I really enjoy, just with beads and string and things, just made Amazing. some bracelets for my daughter. I'm quite good at like being in the moment and not thinking about 
the future or the past. I could just sit and be in my own thoughts. And I sort of quite enjoyed it. I felt like I had a bit of a, a mental clear out as well and cleared out, you know, a few of the things that I've kind of forgotten to address, you know, or just haven't bothered to address about myself. And I just allowed myself to, um, to sort of get to know myself just a little bit better. That's a good, that's a nice way of thinking about it. I just totally agree. Um, I found that um, the one problem with lockdown outside of uh, the circle is that you don't get the same quiet. Mm. This bombardment of constant either negative news or just uh, just all this sort of sadness in the world is, and also the accessibility to Netflix and instant sort of gratification and YouTube and stuff. It, it means that although we have this time where we can be quiet on our own, we can also drown it out with all this sort of entertainment. Whereas when you're on the circle, it's like because there's so little to do. Like you said, Denise, you really think about yourself. You think about, even if you're, you're talking to a dog going back and forth, you really think about um, parts of your life and aspects of your life. Like when I came home, I actually changed the way I spoke to some of my friends and the way I really appreciated them and stuff because I'd had this time to actually reflect. And I think the one problem with social media is a lot of the time it takes away I don't know, just at that point where you'd be sitting in silence and the thoughts in the back of your head can creep to the front and go, 100%. you know, why do you talk like this? Yeah. Why do you act like that? You get out TikTok and then suddenly yeah. it's like three hours later and you're like, oh, whoops. Have you ever found yourself doing something completely ridiculous on your phone where you're like, I should probably take a detox by now? My personal one's TikTok. I've been doing TikTok dances during lockdown and I've never danced in my life. Denise, what about yourself? Online shopping. <laughs> Honestly. Very different, very different. Right, just Eddie goes insane because he's just like, there's just constant, there's the doorbell's constantly ringing because I've bought some, something stupid on, you know, on either Amazon or clothing sites and things I don't even need. He's like, do you really, really need this? I'm like, <laughs> no, I just spent ages looking on and I never used to. That's very much kind of a lockdown isolation thing of just browsing the internet and, buying useless things that I will never use. Do you know what I even bought yet? Do you know what I had delivered yesterday? Go on, give us, I want your weirdest purchase. Fake ice cubes. <laughs> for whiskey or just for No, anywhere? I just thought for decoration because I've got, and, <laughs> and Eddie went, what on earth? Why have you bought fake ice cubes? And I said, because they look good. And he went, but it's just stupid because they look so fake. They're just completely pointless. They don't actually do anything. I said, I know they just look really good in the picture. Wait, they don't even they don't even cool the drink down. You no, can't put... <laughs> they're just fake ice cubes. They're like That's meant to amazing. be for like a film set or something. And it was just like, <laughs> when are you ever going to put these out? They look ridiculous. They're just so fake. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Okay, guys, let's listen into this series of The Circle. In this clip, Andy is feeling low after falling down the player rankings and falling out with Manrika. Uncle Saeed, aka Hashu, decides to reach out. I do really want to chat to Andy uh, because it's been a hard banana since I speaking to my brother. Saeed has invited you to a private chat. Circle, take me to the chat, please. Circle, message. Knock, knock. Send. Message. Who's there? Send message. Ivana. <laughs> Ivana who? Ivana speaking to you. Ha <laughs> ha. This is why talking to Saeed is so good. Circle, message. I usually using this one in my restaurant to telling people I want you to spending more than 20 pound <laughs> explanation mark I just wanting to check in with you and how you are doing send So what's nice about that clip is it just demonstrates how a little interaction in the circle can really change your mood and your mindset Denise did anyone from your series give you that vibe and, and pick you up when you were feeling down yeah, I mean, I got massively caught out because I genuinely believed on the celebrity circle that um, Sam and Pete were Rachel Riley because I know yeah. Rachel Riley, but I hadn't seen her for ages. But I think because in my head, I just really wanted a friend in there. Mm. So I really kind of latched on to Rachel. I even went to bed like, you know, the lights would go out, say night circle, close my eyes thinking, oh, at least I've got a mate in here, Rachel. Oh, but, you know, then you just then artists feel so stupid because yeah. like... I don't know. She just seemed to, the way that they they spoke as Rachel to me was really comforting and made me feel mm. like I just had a friend, you know? Yeah, they were like playing Rachel to the to like the extreme of niceness, which I thought was really cool. Woody, aside from Denny, who was your best friend in the circle? I, th- I felt in my season, uh, there was definitely quite a lot of people who sort of gave me this comfort. I mean, Cy really early on, um, I mean, the first couple of days, and then he just got booted and I was like no what how he's so lovely but then um I think definitely Tim for me uh for a lot of it because I mean he was one of the only reasons I stayed in but so was Sammy near the beginning so you, you never really know who your friends are you're completely right Denise. but then like honestly it would, I would, I'd felt so out of place and I felt like so many people were playing the game and a lot of people were um almost like they in their photos they were looking quite nice and I'd chosen photos where I looked like an idiot on purpose so I just felt like ah I felt almost like nervous I was like, these people are playing it too cool. I'm like, I don't know. But then when I found Tim, and especially when Ella came in, suddenly I was like, oh my God, we're cut from the same cloth. Um, and just I, whenever I spoke to those two, I'd leave just a smile on my face, just glowing. And I didn't realise how much just, yeah, a couple of messages can really make your day. 100%. Um, Alex, how important are those little interactions with people in making sure you keep positive during times such as lockdown? Oh, God, they're so important. I know all of us have experienced that, whether it's in the circle outside, you know, just having somebody reach out and say, hey, I'm thinking about you is so 
delicious and so important for our well-being. And I think that like what you guys were talking about is, you know, finding somebody even if you don't know who they are, reaching out to them so that you can kind of be yourself. There's a sociologist, a very famous sociologist named Irving Goffman, who describes the the two different states of being. The first is like your front stage. That's who you are. You're performing, right? And you're always performing. And then you've got your backstage, which is like the quieter place where you just want to take the mask off and you just want to be yourself. And it sounds to me like both, you know, Denise and and Woody had those experiences with somebody. And also, as we heard, you know, Uncle Saeed <laughs> did that for Andy. Just somebody who says, hey, it's okay. You don't need to perform right now. You can just be yourself. You don't need to try on lots and lots of different masks and lots and lots of different hats. You can just chill. And that is essential essential for your mental health and your well-being and and finding somebody like that you know online as possible but also making sure that you have somebody like that offline as well is so important well i i think i struggled because although i was having these interactions with people i was a catfish and as a result i felt like it wasn't me that w- that was having the interactions it was the character that is it's such a flip, isn't it? Because you know you've got people who are who are genuinely reaching out, and such sympathetic characters you guys played on the circle as well. You know, just gravitated towards your experience because you were just like, okay, let's do this. Whereas Alex, you were you know you were kind of you were bringing people into that circle of trust, that place where they felt that they could relax. But you yourself were like, whoa, I'm. I'm actually creating, I'm fabricating this space. But I, I bet I bet somewhere inside of you while you were doing that, given that you based your character on your girlfriend anyway, right, on your partner anyway, I'm sure that part of that, that was genuine. And it, you may have twisted it up in your head to say to yourself, this isn't because I'm playing a girl or I'm playing whatever. But you were still genuinely creating those spaces. And so, you know, that's something that that allows people in and allows them to to share and be backstage and be themselves. So it was a little part of you, even if it wasn't even if it wasn't you on, you know, in your I feel head. like this is like a personal <laughs> therapy session that Denise and Woody I'm are just listening into. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to I'm like oh. um, <laughs> You're okay, Alex. You're okay. <laughs> well, emotion emotions wise, like obviously I was feeling a certain type of way when you were talking to me then, Alex, but Denise, a question for you, which I found was emotions in the circle are just taken to the extreme for some reason. And I guess that's to do with isolation. Did you do you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, things that, you know, normally you wouldn't even think about or feel affected by really do seem to to hurt a little bit more, affect you a little bit more. Even on the first day when in the ratings I was put at the bottom, I mean, I'm quite a strong character and don't really generally worry too much about what people think of me. Mm. But it was a bit of a strange situation because especially on the celebrity one, because I thought the people that were in there were people that I know and they're friends. Yeah. So it felt strange for me, you know. Mm. So, yeah, that was weird. I remember going to bed that night and just thinking, oh, I don't want to be at the bottom. What have I done Mm. wrong? Yeah, sure. (laughs) And then actually I thought, well, maybe I've been placed there because and it was said afterwards that they saw me as a threat. Then I felt better. But at that moment, <laughs> I just thought, oh, they all dislike me. I've done sure. something to really annoy them. Um, to wrap up then, Alex, would you be able to give us three tips for people dealing with isolation at the moment? 
I spoke with somebody early in the lockdown because uh, I, I was I was quite worried about what was going to happen to myself, to my own mental health um, in terms of isolation. And so I reached out to somebody who does these extraordinary like polar expeditions, who spends like months walking through ice and snow going to the North Pole. And he gave me some really useful tips. First, he said, make a routine, right? Always have a routine. Just like, like what make he said? Sure. Exactly. Wake up in the morning, get dressed. Don't, you know, don't like sit in your pajamas all day as tempting and as delicious as it is. Have a pajama day sometimes, but like just make sure that you get up and you get dressed and that you um, that you do use the Internet to reach out to people. Right. That's the second thing that he said. He said that there was like a, a, a moment. There was always a moment, he said, around day 40 when he realized that he was going to be isolated for even longer. And that sent him into like this pit of despair. And so he would write a letter to his family at home and the letter wouldn't get there you know it wouldn't get there until he got back but he was still it just the act of writing to somebody the act of reaching out to somebody even in his own head was extremely valuable just again to have that interaction with somebody where you're almost bouncing yourself off another person preferably somebody that you care about and somebody that you love and then the third thing is do something nice for yourself i mean these things sound so simple but when you're in the when you're right in the midst of it like make yourself a really delicious meal or Sit around doing some origami, you know, do what Denise did and, and you know, do lots of coloring and things that make you feel good. Find some time in your day to make sure that you've you bound it, right? You're like, this is the time when I'm going to do this really nice thing for myself. And that will make you feel better mentally, but also it will help you to get through this period of isolation. Amazing. Thank you so much, Alex. What great tips. Those are fantastic. And also tied in nicely to what Woody said earlier and what Denise said about her online shopping and a bit of retail therapy there. Right, guys, that's almost all we've got time for today. So that just leaves me to thank my brilliant guests, Denise, Woody and Alex. And thank you so much for joining me today on Dishonest Fun, the official Circle podcast. New episodes will be dropping on you like Circle Alerts. So to keep updated, make sure you follow and let us know if you're enjoying it by leaving us a review. We'd really appreciate that. Of course, the rest of the Circle Series 3 is going out on Channel 4 all this week. And the next time I see you, we'll be talking about the big reveal. Thanks, guys, and see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.